following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 112. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by GEICO. And uh, we decided to make this a fun show for the fans. We are going to take nothing but fan questions the whole show. I've already got a whole list of questions that people sent me on Twitter. Uh, if you want to join in the conversation or if you have a question, you can call us also, 888-855-2297. Again, that's 888-855-2297. We have not gotten to a phone call probably since the pandemic started because uh, Nick usually is talking too much for us mm-hmm. to get to fan questions. But we will get to some today, and we're going to try to get as many fan questions as we can possibly get uh, in a one-hour show. How's everybody feeling Great. Today? So good. So it's just wonderful. I'm glad you guys are feeling well. <laughs> well <laughs> for you guys. I mean, we're, we're not dealing Someone with this. Someone needs to be Yeah, we're well. not dealing with this much. We love you, Amber. We know you're going through it. We love you. We got you. It's going to be over soon. It's going to be great. Yes. You're going to love it. <laughs> Let's jump right in. We got lots of questions. Got a lot of questions that I've already uh, pulled uh, from Twitter. Again, you can call us 888-855-2297. Let's start first with a quick question from Victor Perez on Twitter. Uh, his question is, what do you think our biggest strength is going into training camp and what's our biggest weakness? Let's start with the biggest strength first. What do you think is the biggest strength of this team? Going into training camp. Why are you laughing, Dave? I, I'm because like you know, and no offense to Victor, I get, it's a, it's a, it's just, it's just what what we've talked about for a long time. It's like the central storyline of this team. I think is okay. Let me can I put something in real quick before you say it? Yeah, because I think I know where you're going. You cannot say just blanket offense and defense. Okay, that got to get a little deeper. I got to go a little. Got to go a little deeper because right. if you're right, yeah, you're right. That's, that's going to be the answer. <laughs> then that would be really easy. But you can't say this offense. You can't say defense. What's the biggest strength of this team? Uh, the biggest strength of this team is that they have one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the league who has a tremendous amount of upside and the potential to be one of the two or three best in the league at some point in the future. Uh, and and he's got a lot of weapons to work with. Like Anything the Cowboys accomplish will be because of Dak Prescott, and if they fall short, it's going to fall on him. And their biggest weakness is obviously, I mean, yeah, defense is too obvious, but the the back seven specifically of the defense, there's there's basically nothing at safety. Uh, The cornerback depth chart looks better than it did before the draft, but is completely unproven. I mean, the guy that you feel best about, Trayvon Diggs, had an up and down rocky rookie season and that's probably who you feel the best about um there's just not a lot in the way of proven playmakers in the secondary amber biggest strength i would say the wide receiver group i mean they're pretty solid we saw what they did last year regardless of Dak being out for so long imagine with Dak being back in the mix and him being healthy i think the wide receiver group can do a really good job but also part of me Almost wants to say Kellen Moore as well as Hmm. a strength. I wouldn't say... Because regardless of what happened last year and how things went down, I still believe that Kellen Moore has the talent 
to keep putting together things and making it click and making the offense work once he has all his healthy guys back into the mix. So I think it is a good positive thing that Kellen Moore is still here and that still hasn't been touched. So I do have trust that he can be a strength for this offense as well. Um, I mean, I think the offense, you know, is the strength. And so which position specifically, I mean, they're all connected. I think the receivers, I agree, the receivers are the best unit. But I think that they, they're aided by by having Zeke and, and having the running game and having Dak throwing to them. So it does all kind of work together. I, I mean, I will say that, you know, the best position group that from I think is the wide receivers. I mean, if, if Cedric Wilson is your fourth guy and he's been around and made some plays – you know, then then I think that the three on top of him, I think that that's the strength. I think the weakness. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> it's it, well, the weakness is your unknown, and you know, is it coaching? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, because oh. because last year it wasn't very good, and so I mean, okay, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, that's great, but I mean, my. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see if, if that's better. I think it will be. I really think it will be. But, like, the whole thing with the pandemic and the coaching and all the virtual and all the stuff and the on the field, and uh, I just think that they're not getting as much as, as you would want there. You know, and, and I do blame the pandemic for some of it, but all teams are dealing with it. Now, now they're not all dealing with it the same. I mean, I think the new staffs are dealing with it a little bit more, but – they, I, that I don't know. I don't want to call it a weakness, but I, I think it is. That's an issue that needs to be addressed. If it's not, if it's a position, I'll take corner, corner. All right. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I really, and I've, I've held true to this all last season as well. Even more so than Dak, I think the greatest advantage for this team this year is that they're getting those two tackles back. I think if you take away one of those tackles last year, they're probably still okay. Taking away both your two tackles, I don't care who you put back there, quarterback. As we saw, even in those games that Dak played, the offense was playing well, but a lot of that they had to do coming from behind because they weren't clicking from the beginning of every game. I think the tackles were the biggest problem. So getting those guys back, I think that's your biggest strength. Um, And weakness, I think the the biggest weakness is the unknown with regards to injuries. Think about this. I just made a quick list. you got Dak, Tyron, Lyell. Uh, Tristan Hill, you got LVE, you got Kazee, you got Neal. These are all guys that ended last year injured. These are all guys that are coming back that you hope or at least think. No, Derek, no. I'm going to say no. You can't make a strength and a weakness the same. You just no, 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 you no, no, just no. said the strength that's is what the tackles. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. no, no, no. The, the strengths are the tackles when they're healthy. Okay. Okay? Let's just put it like that. Got it. When they're healthy. But. The weakness still is like you got. You're betting on a lot of guys coming back from injuries last year. Not the tackles because they're strength. <laughs> no, I know what when you're saying. they're healthy. I, I know <laughs> when they're healthy. I know. And and I think we all agree. Tyron Smith, when he's healthy, he's one of the best. Yeah. What five tackles in the league? Ten tackles in the league. Yeah. But you wonder if he's going to be healthy because neck yeah. and back issues don't necessarily always go away. So yes, when he's at his best, when he's playing, when he's healthy, he's going to be really, really good. What we don't know is, was this surgery what he needed to get him back to the point where he can play a full season? We don't know that. And, we're, no. and they're betting on it. They're betting a lot on it. They are. You're laughing over here. No, I just, well, and, you know, because we had a long conversation before this show yeah. about what we wanted to talk about. And, you know, we were talking about the athletic podcast and they did like the non quarterback draft, like the best non quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. And I get what you're saying, but even like, even if all those guys are healthy, how good are they? Not the tackles. Well, I was going to say not well, the tackles. Dak, the tackles. No, no, no. Yes, we all know those. We know are good. all about those three. 
they are like Lyle and Tyron are among the ten or twelve best at their position yep. if they're healthy. Dak is pro- is top ten at the bare minimum, but like. All the guys you listed on defense, like how good are those guys? Like even if you get 17 games out of all those guys, do we know that they're good? No, we yeah. don't. Absolutely. Like, but but what we do know is what we do know is they're the best the Cowboys are going to have. Sure. You're not going to get better than what you got with Tristan Hill. You're not going to get a better defensive tackle. You're pulling out off off the waiver wire at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably not. LV probably is going to play if he's healthy. What you're hoping is that he can get back to playing like he played before the injury, maybe. And then maybe you got a player here. Like uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of bets here, but the first has to start with: Can you get them healthy? Yeah. Can you get them to play a full seventeen games? Yeah, you're, they well, need to, they need to be on the field. And then there's a completely separate matter of right. how good they are when I they're mean, there. I mean, you kind of like put a question: Like if 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 LVE is healthy, like is he good? That's kind of what it sounded like. I mean, he wasn't all pro as a rookie. I mean, I think he's I think he's a good a really good player. But there were times when he played last year when he was healthy that he didn't play great, right? So do we really know what he is? Was it was that last year? Are you yeah. talking about last year? Yeah, last yeah. year. I think last year I think we're going to find out that last year especially on defense is just going to kind of get thrown out the window. I really Because do. of the coordinator because of the coordinator, because of the coordinator, plus the 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 lack of prep time, and and I think that some coaches did it better. Obviously, there are teams yeah. that did it better with this, and this one wasn't one of them. So they they need to get on the field. They need it, and they need a better coordinator. Plus the you know feel they need preseason <laughs> games. They need all that. I actually agree with you. I think the defense will be better, much better than it was last year. If and it's I think not, a lot of like that, it'll be, still be documentaries on this defense forever. Like this, the worst <laughs> defense ever thrown out. Are you saying that's going to be deep blue in 2022? Who would watch that? <laughs> I mean, no offense. Sorry. Well, people, people do like the train wreck. Let's, I let's guess. Be honest. People like the train wreck. I've, like, my experience is like people want as little to do with remembering last season as possible. So like if it happens again and then we try to make a movie about it. <laughs> I don't want to see Trust me from somebody, that. from someone that tried to write a book about the 2015 season. Yeah. By the time the book came out, the Cowboys were 5-1. and one. Dak and Zeke, 2016. Like, I don't care about that season. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't on the bestseller list. Very true. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, next question. We've got a question from Adam Y. His question is, how realistic is it to actually think LVE or Smith will be traded before the season? Uh, obviously, linebacker is a position that has a lot of players there. What's the possibility? And, and not, by the way, let's not even limit it to those two. What's the possibility that that one of these linebackers, whoever they might be, ends up traded before the season? Okay, I love the phrasing before the season. Yeah. Because that means that you went through training camp in the preseason and you have a much better idea of what you're working with. I do not understand the desire to have this happen this week uh, with, with either one of them because neither one of them is worth a lot. Leighton, has, he's missed 40% of the last two years. He's missed 13 games over the last two seasons. It's a lot. One year left on his deal. What are you getting for him? Day three pick probably? You're definitely only getting a day three pick for Jalen Smith with that contract and the, the cost that you would incur. I just can't imagine you're getting a lot of return on your investment. And so in my mind, give me the depth. We, we just talked about how much their depth was challenged last year. Give me the depth. But if if Jabril Cox is just the ultimate badass and you feel great about it, or Micah Parsons is even better than we think he can be, and all of a sudden that doesn't look very necessary in September, that's a different conversation. And we see teams do stuff like that all the time. Like the Cowboys, the Cowboys typically trade to acquire players at roster cuts, but if you just have a glut and you feel good about the young guys, that's a little more realistic. 
I still wouldn't bet on it happening, but I think it's got a better chance of happening in September than right now. Amber? I think I'm looking at the list, and it's just like one of those things that right now it looks like pretty packed, and all it takes is a guy going out, and then all of a sudden you start looking at it, and it looks pretty thin. And, you know, I'm never opposed to something like that, like a trait like that. But I don't think I feel that comfortable doing that at this point. And it's just so hard to judge, even with the training camp and the preseason, like they've mentioned. It's so hard to judge how good a player is going to be unless you get into the real season and start playing real games. So as we know, and we do these shows at training camp, and we start talking about guys, and we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so-and-so looks good. And then the season starts, and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Very so true. it can be very deceiving what we see during that time. But I would assume or think that these coaches have a lot better judgment of this player than any of those any of us do outside of that room so I wouldn't be opposed to it if they think that's the right idea I don't think it's going to happen though and at the end of the day I think I would just be okay with keeping everyone in this year like I've said before I don't mind sitting someone on the bench just for a little bit but that's a different story I think we've moved to another question. I mean, I think they've answered it fine. Yeah. I mean, it's if it happens, it happens. But, I mean, I like the depth. I like the depth right now. I mean, because you, what you're going to get in it, it, right now, you would probably get in a comp pick. I think you have a better you have a better chance of getting Pro Bowl and all pro players that you've had to try to get back to that level with a coach like Dan Quinn. I think people people get so paranoid about getting burned in the future that they try to like sever those ties in the present. It, Michael Gallup's the same thing. Like people are so terrified of losing him to another team in the future that they'd rather get rid of him before they need to. And it's it's Isn't just, that how it goes in dating sometimes too? Like people are so afraid of getting broken up with that they just, just sabotage get the relationship. Just, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so they don't have to get to that point. Well, it's, it's a whole uh, get you before you get me. Yeah, I mean, right. it's just in, in everything, really. Yeah. So and, and I mean, it's a great like, you know, let's say let's say Layton's just decent and and, and he signs somewhere else next year and you get like a fourth-round pick for him in 23. I mean, you got to wait a little bit longer for it, but you, right. you get the same thing you would get right now, but he's still capable of helping you right now in the right. present, and I just think that's more well, valuable. And, but, but also fans don't want to see Anthony Hitchens in, in any more Super Bowls, sure. you know? And even though that was a guy that nobody was really that worried about him leaving, that's, you know? I, I am the president of the Anthony Hitchens fan club, but that is a that is a situation that the Cowboys handled perfectly. Like, they didn't do anything wrong. Fourth round pick, far exceeded his expectations, got paid way more than I would have felt comfortable paying him here, went to a better team. Like, yeah, Anthony exactly Hitchens right. isn't the reason the Chiefs have yeah, been in the Super Bowl. It's not Bowl. Hitchens, so he's a solid linebacker. It sucks yeah. to see a guy that you drafted winning Super Bowls with somebody else, but like... It's like, you know, nobody in Kansas City's like, it all changed when we got hit. Like, that's just, come on, stop. No right. offense to Anthony, but let's be well, real. Well, what sucks is, like, you got to look at the whole component as a whole. Like, there are so many players that we've seen being here with the Cowboys, and everyone criticizes, like, the fans. They don't like it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, free agency, uh, it's going to cost too much. They can leave. Then they go to another team, and then you see them. Being so, having some kind of success and being successful, and then it's like I don't want to criticize the Cowboys because I'm all Cowboys, 
but it just sucks sometimes where when you see someone that wasn't even really that good here, but then they go somewhere else and then they start thriving over there. It's like, man, what are we not doing right on this end? The one thing I would be careful with that is I think we may fall prey sometimes to with the Cowboys. We watch them every single play of every single practice of every single game, the whole nine. And so yeah. we see all the warts. And then they go somewhere else, and we only catch them on highlights. I think Jeff Heath is a good example of that. We saw some highlights from him last year. People were like oh, Jeff Heath, like, but Jeff Heath probably did the same thing there as he did. He, he made plays here. It was all the stuff. Yeah. It was all the stuff that was yeah. happening when he wasn't making plays. That was the reason he wasn't here anymore. And like you said, he's no longer with well, Oakland. I mean, well, Las Vegas. Yeah, and and when you watch these guys, you're what you know Hitchens or Damian Wilson or whatever. You're watching them in the playoffs when right. the Cowboys aren't there and you're like you know you think it's not that they're the ones taking them over the top but but you know I mean there are some cases for that especially then when you go back to the current linebacker spot and you're like maybe they should have just kept him instead of signing I I don't have a problem with the way they play I don't that. like Anthony just, Hitchens got paid a lot now there are yeah. cases that you can criticize for sure. I mean, if you want, if you want to open the Byron Jones Pandora's box like that, that's a premium position where you have to pay for production. And you know, I, I don't think Byron got his just due because he didn't get interceptions, but he certainly seems to be part of Miami's defense becoming a strength of that team. And yeah, it helps that he's got Xavier Howard across from. Like, I get it. Yeah, there are ele- there's you know there's a lot of moving parts, but like that is a situation where I'm like, well. Yeah, maybe the Cowboys should have ponied up and paid Byron instead of an off-ball linebacker and a running back. Like, and how that, much better is Diggs if he's got uh, Byron on the other side? Absolutely, like you can start playing that game, and then you start really wondering, like, how much better are you off? They don't how draft better Diggs. off are you if you had him. No, they huh? probably don't. You don't think they do? Nah. I mean, they still were going to be down on linebackers, right? They don't draft Diggs though if they have Byron Jones. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Who knows? But they don't go in. They I guarantee they don't go into this draft like we got to get a corner. We got to get a corner <laughs> that's, that's rated higher than the linebacker we have yeah. because we got to get them. And then the, then we'll just take this corner in the second round. That you know he's got some he's got some issues, but he's got talent. So let's go for it. You know. Yeah. Did, did he have really? It seemed like he had really long arms. Just looking at him, I'm thinking about is he a Dan Joseph? Quinn kind of guy? Oh, Joseph? No. Um. Um. Uh, Byron. Oh, Byron. Oh yeah. I seemed mean, like he had long arms. Yeah. There, right. Seems like he would be a Dan Quinn kind of guy. I want to say Byron. I hate that I know this, but I think because he had thirty-one inch arms. I think <laughs> yeah, long. Just know that off the top of your head. And just, well, it's, it's good weird. stuff. I know. I'm, I'm actually applauding you. Like, and that's, like that's on top of that, I just my lasting mental image of Byron Jones for the rest of my life is just going to be the way that he used to reach over yeah. the DB and just kind of poke the ball away. And you can't do that without he has super, really strong. Yeah. yeah. And so I, that's why I was just, I was thinking about it from that standpoint. Like he might have been a guy that. Had Dan Quinn be, been here a couple years earlier, maybe they don't get rid of I mean, him. Maybe he's like, this is the kind of guy we want. Like he's Chris, Chris Richard was a Seattle disciple as well, and he was the one that was yeah. like, this guy needs to be playing cornerback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think exactly. that makes sense. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we got so many more questions. We're going to get through some of these questions. You can join the conversation. You can call us 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. We'll that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Cooler weather makes it easier to work outdoors, and we can make it even easier. 
With our Buckaroo package that features a 3025E, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, box blade, and a trailer for $295 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. What could be easier? Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack, access to discounts on pro shop gear, and more member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by GEICO. Uh, we're answering fan questions today. we got a lot to roll through here. We're going to keep it rolling. we got a question here from Nicholas Ganzel. He says, how much of an upgrade is a healthy kazee over our past free safeties? That's a f- It's a great question, and it's one of the more intriguing storylines about the defense. Because like on paper, the answer is should be a lot better. Healthy. Healthy. Yeah. If he's healthy. I mean, I don't remember the last time the Cowboys employed a safety who had a seven-interception season. I mean, that's a lot. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, no you way. You weren't alive. I, yeah, seriously. I mean. 1985, I believe. Wow. Really? Seven interceptions from a safety? Yeah. yeah Which 80, also, 85. seven. That's a lot, too. Uh, seven interceptions. That's an outlier. Like, I mean, there aren't a lot of guys that get that many in a season. But the point, be, like, he's got the coverage ability and the ball skills that we haven't seen here a lot. The problem is like, Amber, how many, you know, how many times are we going to fall into this trap? You know, and like I met DeMonte Kazee last week and he's a super nice guy. I'm definitely pulling for him, but like I've I've been down this road before. They do so what it. gives you pause? I mean, obviously you talked about what the positive is. What he's gives you pause on him defense, other than the injury? Def- I don't need anything else. He's It's an Achilles injury. It's yeah. like we, medicine has made so much progress, but that is still – a tricky thing uh you know barry church even talked about it if like i thought that was super interesting the way that barry talked about you know he did the same thing early in his cowboys career and his first year back he's like it just feels weird like learning to trust it again and like relying on it the way that you need to it's difficult and and then the other thing you know look at what look at what they gave kazee like follow the money always and it's a tiny deal like i think like it's like a hundred thousand dollars in guarantees that is nothing and whenever like if if the guarantees are that small it just gives me pause i'm like okay like 
they they're not super confident that this is going to work out or they would have given him more and, money and if it does work out we'll be here in a year wondering what they're going to do in free agency because they let him go i mean he, he did a bet on myself type of deal mm-hmm. and so you know it's not like this is a fix you know, it might be good. Well, Cowboys could always resign him if they, they could. If he has yeah, a great year. yeah, yeah. They, they could definitely resign him. But you know, but um, it, you know, an upgrade over what they had. Yeah, I mean, he he's a big upgrade if he's healthy because Xavier uh, Xavier Woods he didn't make any plays. Yeah, he just didn't. I mean, he 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 was out there and he ran around and he you know and he he did some things okay. I, I don't remember them, but I mean, I, he did enough to start. I'm just, I'm not you know nice guy and all that, but I mean he never made a play. He I mean over the course of the time he was here, I can think of a few. Like most most of them were like hard hard hits. Really, yeah. were what like he had a you know I think he demolished somebody in that Saints game in 2018. It was a big like tone setting play. But like I agree with you for the most part. I I can think of more dropped interceptions than anything. Yeah. He had three or four of those. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a big upgrade. If he's healthy, he's a big upgrade. I just, the if the if does so much work in that sentence. Yeah, that's the freaking frustrating part. That there, when it comes to safety, there's always a question mark. There are multiple question marks. And even when you get a guy like this, that you've heard of his history and what he's been able and capable of doing in the past, there's still question marks around it, and you still don't know what you're actually gonna get. And to be honest, and this <laughs> this is going to be dumb because most people know about Darren Woodson, most Cowboys fans. Me, I knew the name. I knew he played for the Cowboys. I didn't know much about him or anything. So my appreciation and like idea of what I want in a safety has changed very much after learning more about Darren Woodson. And, Dar- you know, Nick... Uh, and Rob Phillips, they're working on a Deep Blue documentary on him, which is, I think it's going to be really good, and it's coming out soon. But that has gotten me to learn more about what sa- the safety position can be for the Cowboys mm-hmm. and what it's not. So if I was upset about the safety before, <laughs> learning so much about Darren Woodson, I am more upset about it now based on the things that I've seen and if I was and it's not fair necessarily to compare it to compare players but well, it, you can it's kind of fair well I guess so I think it's kind of fair but yeah. it's just it's, it's not even close it's yeah. not even close to that level and it's just frustrating when you see years after year that the Cowboys haven't necessarily put the the amount of attention uh, on that kind of need even though this year they talked about it over and over like yeah we know we need a safety and then and it's, it, they're always saying at least this year that they've been trying but it just hasn't quite worked out and all that but at the same time it's like just get someone that's healthy that has some history that, that you can have some kind of trust or man it's just really frustrating the funny thing is like okay and i know you know the staff has changed and there's we're seeing different trends right like they drafted Quentin Bohana you know they they haven't valued one technique up for a long time but it seems like maybe that's changing but what's funny to me is most of the time I've worked here they haven't valued one technique defensive tackle but it kind of makes sense because they've found production there mm-hmm. without you know, like they they've kind sort of been right not really but like Terrell McClain, they got good use out of him. Uh, Antoine Woods, they, I mean, for an undrafted guy that they plucked off the scrap heap, they got great value out of that. 
they treat safety the same way and it bites them in the ass every year and they don't change their mind. Like whether, you know, way back when I first got here, it was Will Allen. He made it like five weeks into the season. Ha ha Clinton Dix didn't make it out of training camp. Um, like, like they don't spend and they don't get production out of it, but they don't change their mind about it. Like, does, does that make sense? Yeah, and I think the thing that, that you also have to remember here is, like, the difference between those two positions. The one technique has, over the years, gotten less important. Right. It is a two-down play, if that, in the NFL at this point, where you're talking about safety, where in a passing league, it's gotten more important. So you would think they'd be giving more resources to trying to find the right free safety, even if they weren't putting those resources in a one technique, but it doesn't seem like those, for whatever reason, it's not working. And whatever they're doing, it's not working. It hasn't worked. It's frustrating and borderline terrifying. If if Demonte Kazee is healthy and is playing like a beast, then they're going to look really smart. If he's not, um, they signed J. Ron Curse, who has like nine career starts. I actually wrote about him today. I mean, he's got a big opportunity here, but the mm-hmm. point is he hasn't done it consistently in the NFL. Israel McQuamu is a sixth-round pick. And Donovan Wilson is showing a lot of promise. I'm sure there are people that are mad that we're just now mentioning him. But, like, third-year player, showed a lot of promise. We would all agree, like, coverage has not been what has right. made him flash. He's more of a strong point. to me. Yeah. Like, he, that's where his, his He's a box safety. Yeah. As far as I have seen to this point in his career, maybe he can continue to develop, but we don't know that. And so that's not, it's not a lot to go on, man. It's really not. G- give me a quick update on Mukuamu because we had a question yeah. from uh, uh, Eastside Sammy. He was asking the same. He was like, "What's up with him?" He said he heard some good things from Barry Church. Talked mm-hmm. about him from the opening uh, OTA from the the rookie mini camp. Haven't heard really much about him since then. Well, I mean, I, I know Bucky Brooks, um, who studies you know all the the entire draft. He has the, him as one of his favorite picks from the Cowboys as well. Uh, you know, he's a corner. He played corner opposite J.C. Horn at South Carolina, and so you know. He told Jerry Jones he's going to be the best corner in the draft. And then they called him like an hour later and said, we're actually moving you to safety. And he was like, I'm going to be the best safety in the draft. You know I mean? Like that's his, his confidence. But yeah. he's got length. He's tall. And, you know, if he's got skills to play corner, you know, everyone always thinks if you're a little bit slower to play corner, you just play safety. That's not necessarily the, the key. you got to be able to be tough. you got to be able to tackle. you got to be have awareness and instincts. So I think he can do all that, but but when just out here and looking, I mean, he, yeah, he looks the part because he's he's got range, he can cover. Uh, we'll see how tough he is when the pads come on and you start having to get up there and make the plays. I'll throw this in there too because people have asked about it. Reggie Robinson was playing corner at the Open OTA last week. You know, it seems like he's been moved back and forth like six times at this point. But he was playing corner, and I haven't seen or heard anything that suggests Jordan Lewis is dabbling at safety. I know a lot of people have mentioned that. I see no evidence that that's slot a thing right now. He's your best yeah. slot, right? Yeah. Or is yeah, Anthony Brown better than him, you think, at slot? I would probably take Jordan. I think Jordan's a better slot. So, but yeah, a lot like people love doing that. Like when the depth chart gets crowded, they're like, oh, maybe this guy can play corner or safety. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't think that's happening. All right, let's move on to the next question. This one is from Joe T. He says, What's the confidence level that our defensive line can keep blockers off our linebackers this year? Not high. Long I mean, pause. It's not a high <laughs> confidence level. I mean, that's, that's by the pause. That tells you a lot, right? Yeah, I mean that that was a big issue last year. And you know what? What? What has really changed? Bohanna. Like, yeah, but <laughs> okay. I knew that was going to get a laugh okay. over there. Bohanna. That's why I threw it out there. Bohanna, and 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 yeah, that's that's great. But we'll see. I mean, I I want to know like what is the reason for the. 
first five and a half rounds of of him getting past. You know, like it, he he looks the part and all that, but is he is he going to play seven plays and tap his helmet? Like I don't know what is the what is the thing with him. I don't know. Um, Why do you think they would have let Antoine Woods go if they didn't think Bohanna is? Going to be playing a, at least that kind of role for them. One point seven million dollar difference. Is that really a huge? Difference? Yeah, for this year it is. Yeah, for this year that is a huge difference. They are they are counting dollars. Also, don't. For, I but mean, if they didn't have a replacement though. I, one, one point, I get one point seven is. When is did they money, cut Antoine? Like a- two after days the, after the draft. Yeah, I mean, like no, that. Just to me, it just kind of signaled they think. Now again, he may not be able to. It signaled to me they think they got options. Yeah, and you talk about Urban, Urban being an option as well. To me, it just said they think they got options. Well, and yeah. don't, don't for. I mean, I I get it. Bohanna fills a specific role. They drafted two tackles and a third yeah. guy that can play tackle in Golston. Golston so yeah, it's just a numbers game. I think they're like, yeah, we got. Three, three guys that probably add up to cost what Antoine costs. Exactly. And they're just like, yeah, well, like, this is a place we think we can save. It, you just got to hope guys are better. You, you hope that, you know, that Neville Gallimore comes in a second year and he's he's better. You know, Tristan Hill was actually coming on pretty good last year. And if he can, if he makes this recovery from his injury, you got Gallimore, you got, you got Tristan Hill, you got Osa Odigizua, you got Bohanna, Golson slides in there. Urban slides in there. I mean, Urban is in there. Um, you know, it's you, fun. Hope, you hope that they're better. It's funny because it, you guys talked about this in the first segment. And like, defense is so wildly unpredictable. Like, you see it every year. It shifts. It's not sustainable. Turnover differential is a big part of it. And, it, like, you see teams move around a lot. And Unless you're, like, a Seattle-type defense that just has Hall of Fame talent everywhere, there's a lot of fluctuation. So, like, there's plenty of optimism that this can be a much better unit. But how in June can I say that I'm confident about them doing anything, really? I mean, like, I like the Brent Urban signing a lot, but again, you know, we're still we're, – we're talking about that this is the way the Cowboys have done this for a few years now, and it really hasn't paid a ton of dividends. What about so. Watkins? What is he? Is he – Carlos? What, yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, he's he's played defensive tackle in his career. That's kind of what they're doing with him right now, like yeah. playing – Always forget about him. Well, because you see the size of the deal, and you're like, okay, well, like they can cut this guy in August if they want to, mm-hmm. and, and that goes for all of these guys. Yeah. So easy to be optimistic, but hard to feel confident. That's right. that's how I feel. Question from Christopher Trout. He says, "What is the likelihood of any more free agent additions before or during training camp?" And he throws out Malik Hooker, safety, uh, I think from the Colts. Yeah, um, as a, as a possibility in the event that. Uh, let's say, for example, Kazee, they don't think he's quite ready or they think they need a little more help at safety. What do you think about Hooker or, or any other free agents out there? Doesn't he? Did he have Hooker comes with he injury. I mean, yep. it's and that's not all. I mean, he had injury concerns coming out of college. That's yeah. why he didn't get drafted well, he, as high. As I think he he's had an MCL and an ACL on one knee, and then a yeah. meniscus on the other knee, and then the Achilles. So, yeah. and he also he came in the same week that Kazee did. They were they brought yeah, they them both in and looked at him, and I and I think they felt better about Kazee's prospects. So. I don't think I would. You should never say never, especially if it's a guy that they've brought. They liked him enough to bring him in, but I think something would have to change for them to want to do that. You know, I think the answer to that would be a quarterback. Yeah, Mm. I think that's the best option for. But didn't we all say last week? I just want to say I think last week we all agreed that we were good with where they are right now, quarterback. Right? We are good. I'm answering the question for them. McCarthy keeps talking about it and adding, wanting to add depth at the position and. Clear, they haven't found the right guy that they are looking for. But they brought in, what, two guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because 
Um, nah, never mind. That was funny. No, no I, I, can't, I can't go there. Like that. I forgot. I forgot where we are and what day it is and all that. Now nah, I'm good. Never okay. mind. I'll tell you the break. Okay. I, I, say, I, I do. I do have confidence in, in Gary Gilbert. Yeah. But I, you know, I think when watching him, sometimes you you, you think that he's. You know, I, you think, oh man, he's he's good, he's ready to go. If that's what he was, if that was the floor against, you know, Pittsburgh, it'll be fine. But you know, he's he's a journeyman, and I'm sure you can get better. You can get guys that are better. But I, I think I'm okay with him. Honestly. See, that's my. I don't know if you're going to find like better than him out on the street. You're going to find well, more experience. You may not find keep, better than him. Better. Keep yeah. in mind, we, you know, we're fixated on June one for all of our own things, but that's every team in the league. Like you can, you know, salary cap. The rules allow teams to do stuff that they couldn't have done before. Yeah. So, like, you know, obvi- you know, everybody's talking about Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers, but like, we'll we'll, we'll see. S- some teams are going to tinker with their rosters now. Like, I've you know, Chicago's got to do something with Nick Foles. Whether right, I mean, they have Dalton and they just drafted Fields, and Foles is on a huge contract. You would like, think, yeah, something feels like it's. And I'll tell you there. that 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 to me might. Be an upgrade if you're talking sure. about bringing oh, him in as your backup. I, I think that abs- might be an upgrade. Absolutely. So, even yeah. knowing even knowing that he didn't play well in Chicago, I would feel better about oh, yeah. that. But are you going to trade for that contract? Probably not. He would probably need to be cut first. But and I'm not trying to start rumors. I haven't heard anything about that. But guys like that, we're going to see teams shed that salary and kind of tinker with their rosters. So maybe maybe in late June How or July would that be? How ironic would that be if Nick Foles comes here? To be the backup to to Dak Prescott, and I, I know he's on another team right now, but but wasn't it Nick Foles when Tony Romo yeah, got hurt that they're like, we got to get a veteran in here, we got to get somebody, and like, everybody Foles, we get Foles, and then it's like, well, it feels like a and they were like, we're, we're good, good. What we the quote? We're, we're good here, we're good, we're good here, yeah, yeah we, we'll see what we got with Dak and all that, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and then, that is, I didn't even think about that, but that would be ironic. He signed in Philadelphia. Let's not forget he's won a Super Bowl. Yeah, like in the middle of that. He signed in Philadelphia after Dallas was like, we're good, and yeah, wow, I hadn't thought about that. There's the ha for everybody, man. Um, it really is. But and again, like I have, I bet, I bet the people upstairs would laugh at us if we brought up Foles because they laugh at us when we suggest everything. But <laughs> um, I, there's just there's going to be players available later this summer that aren't available right now. They so. laughed when you said we needed a better receiver in 2018, better than this. They didn't laugh halfway through the season. That's what I'm saying. Well, they no, laugh they, and they're like, they, "We're good. We got Deontay Thompson." That's oh, I remember you know, Deontay Deontay Thompson. Thompson. everybody was agreeing on it's, that one. It's 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 a bad idea until they decide it's a good idea. That's what I always say. <laughs> like we're stupid until they have the idea, and then they're like, "Oh, that's a good idea. Glad we thought of it." Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. All right, uh, real quick, we're gonna go ahead and take our final break. We're gonna come back. We have a few more questions we want to get to. We'll try to get to those. You can also call us 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. 
It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Hello. I'm back. Email notifications. Stay in the know on all things Dallas Cowboys. Sign up for email notifications. We'll start over again because I don't think you heard me. Stay in the know on all things Dallas Cowboys. Sign up for email notifications for exclusive offers, Cowboys events, and so much more. Sign up via email at dallascowboys.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Geico. <clears throat> and it's very clear it is time for a vacation for you guys because uh, – we're getting just to that point where it's just wills off in this room. So, But this is going to be the next to last show. Next week will be the last show that we will have uh, all the way until training camp. <laughs> so, and Amber, I don't know, your <laughs> next show will probably be sometime in, I don't know, maybe September, October, November, something like Who that. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. <laughs> but, I might uh, call in. Oh, good. We don't yeah. have anyone calling in right now, so I might call yeah, in. What's going on? I thought the phones would be off the hook. Yeah. No. no. I think people are just like, catch Fans it. are like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, they'll catch it later. They're not catching it live. It's I, not going to happen. Yeah. I, one day, y'all will believe me that most people don't listen to podcasts live. We know this, Dave. Yeah. I see okay. the numbers. So right, well, I know. Well, you're the one that acts surprised <laughs> all the time. No, I know. It's it's Yeah, our numbers come on demand. It's good. It's fine. And by the way, if you're listening on demand, shout out to you. We appreciate you, Thank you. checking us out on demand. They all count. They did, absolutely do. All right, so we get back to these questions that we got from the fans. Uh, we got one from uh, Hypot- Hypot- Hypotency. I don't know. It's a name made up on Twitter. And here was his question. How much will it help hurt this young team to have the extra time on field leading up to and by playing in the Hall of Fame game versus now playing 17-game schedule? So I was at, I, I was feeling really positive about what you were saying because I was like, of course it's going to help to have OTAs yeah. and like all this install. I mean that stuff does matter. I still I don't let the Cowboys off the hook for how bad they were last year because a lot of good teams didn't have OTAs and still had good seasons and some that had new coaches. Yeah, throw that out. Yeah, Cleveland comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> But then the second part of that, I, I don't feel good about it at all. Like I was, We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. You, think it, you think it hurts them? I um, hate to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, this is common knowledge among NFL fans, but like teams that play in the Hall of Fame game don't have a great postseason history. Like it, And I don't think it's a coincidence. Like you're reporting to camp th- basically two, like two and a half, three weeks earlier than everybody else. No, this year's only a week. 
well, that that's better. It's it's an extra preseason game. Even with the shortened preseason, it's less preseason time. And I know the starters aren't doing all that, but the point is that is a slog from July. What we're probably leaving for California on like the 18th. Yes, in like the third week of July June. 18th until January 9th. And then if you're good enough to be in the playoffs, that's another. I mean, that is a lot. Super Bowl is second weekend in February. That's that is yeah. a, a long time. That is a slog. And I just I, like I get it. You want time on task, but it's a lot to expect people's bodies to hold up over that much. And more work. importantly, to stay mentally engaged. Yeah. That's the hard part when you go through a long NFL season is to keep yourself mentally engaged the whole time and not allow yourself to be distracted by all the things that can distract a player uh, during a season. Yeah, the mm-hmm. only thing that I think this year is a little bit different, and, and I agree, I mean, if you do something for that long for the Hall of Fame game and the, the, no one's having any success, I think there may be something to that. But I do think there's a lot of players, guys that are on the roster, that still haven't played a lot of football because there was no preseason last year. So that's the only thing about getting an, another game that I think you know, I, I like to see that. I think of a guy like Rico Dowdle made the team last year. We'll see if he makes it again this year. But he hasn't had that time to even run the ball a lot and be the guy. I mean, he's gonna, he will this year in preseason. Yeah. He'll he'll be the guy probably starting some games. But because um, I don't think Pollard will play a lot either. But I just think there are players. There's the, even the Terrence Steels of the world. His first game was against the Rams and, and, and those guys on Sunday Night Football. I mean, I'd like to see him play a little bit more against competition, you know, for, from a confidence standpoint and all that. So that's, that's, that, is a, that is a really good point. And, and, yeah, they leaned on a lot of young guys who didn't get a lot of reps before the season yeah. started last year, and I, which I say this every year, but this year probably even more so. Like, get those starters out of the preseason yeah. games. Yep. Like, they if, would play for me. My starters would play two games, two preseason games this year, the second and the third. That's uh, it. How about? And two, that, I mean, we're talking part of those games. How like, about two preseason series? Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, I think you got to do some. I think you got to get them some work. But it's only two games. I'm even really dressing them with the intent that they're going to play at all. I'm, that first game and that hey, last game, I would not have them out there hey, at all. I don't care. I don't know if the NFL is would would come in, you know, with the uniform policy, but I'm putting Dak out in a red jersey just to see what happens. <laughs> just be like, he's going to wear red, guys. I don't care. You know, find <laughs> like, me. Right. Not, that would probably only put a bullseye on him even more. But yeah. you know, but you know, the other thing I would do if I were if I were Mike McCarthy this year, I would. You got that two weeks now between your final preseason game and the opening game that first week not the week of the game but that first week i would probably give these guys a day maybe two days off get them out of here let them relax let them mentally unwind from training camp and then come back refreshed and ready to go i think that would be a good thing because like again for me it's more of the totality of staying engaged that whole time you got to find those moments when sure. you can give players an opportunity to, to mentally disengage well, i feel like sorry no. I was just going to say, I feel like when you look at the roster, to me personally, there are so many new names, so, so many names Mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, who is this guy? It's so, it looks so different than years before. You're getting to know these players now. And a lot of these games, even guys that would play in that game, are guys that are going to be in the back, you know, in the uh, bottom part of the depth chart anyways. And to me, you take that, let them go out. For us, it's going to be boring to watch, probably. But it's a crucial game, and I think it's definitely needed for these guys. And you talk about keeping up or, like, staying engaged and lasting through a whole season or whatever. You got to remember that most of these guys, hopefully, 
you won't need them during a real game. So they're not their bodies are not having to go through that kind of battle that you go through during a game day. So they're staying kind of fresh. They're just having to practice during the week. And then if you come to use them, I mean, I don't know if that logic to me makes sense. Yeah, but I think that's the thing in, in the preseason, even if they're not playing much in the games, they still got practices throughout the week. So again, they're still having to be mentally engaged throughout the week. I think it's it's good idea to find moments in a long season where you can tell your team literally Get away okay. for a second. Okay. Take a day. Don't don't be around football for a day and just enjoy. And that can that can still happen. But I'm going to tell you this: America's team is all great. Cowboy fans love it. But the Cowboys, I'm sorry, they got screwed by the NFL this year with, schedule. with the schedule. This this is, I don't think this is a good advantage for them at all. If you're going to put them in the Hall of Fame game, you know, which means they have to start practice, do all that. Most teams with this extra week that you're talking about, you know, I mean, they're not going to, to some, you know, space camp here. I mean, they, they, they're they done on – they have a Sunday game. When have you ever seen that? In the, in a, they have a Sunday game on August 29th to accommodate the NFL, Tebow, and, and, and to, to play Jacksonville and all this. On the 29th, a noon Sunday preseason game. And then they, they get – they get uh, ten days off, but before the, their game again Thursday night against the Bucks. Everybody else is probably going to play a Saturday game on preseason, and they'll play well, on maybe, Sunday. Maybe it's early as Thursday, right? Don't they play they Thursday, could. Friday, Saturday? Sunday? Most teams are going to get fifteen days between the last game, this one, and the Cowboys get ten. I, I, that yeah, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That is not. I mean, that, huh? that's that's not that's not a fair situation. It really isn't, especially when you saw the email come through or something that says. The Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Steelers will all get to start training camp a week early. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this, but the Steelers and Cowboys because they play in the Hall right. of Fame. Why the the Bucks? Bucks because they play on Thursday to open the season. Also, the Cowboys do as well. It's like what? Which is why maybe this is petty. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> that that doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Maybe this is petty on my part, but like, yeah, the Cowboys are in the Hall of Fame game because they're a draw. I mean, I know they have guys going into the Hall of Fame, but sure. they're a draw. And they'll be on national TV to end the preseason because they're a draw. And I just hope that nobody important plays in either game. Like, just yeah. get them all out of there. Sorry, NFL. Sorry that you're not getting what you want out of this, but I don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anybody that matters to the success of my season is going to do next to nothing in those games. I hope Sunflower is a sponsor because every time you show <laughs> Dak, he's yeah. going to be. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> not. So yeah. stop. I'm dead serious. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't give I wouldn't give anybody important more than three or four series max across this entire preseason. Let's meet yeah. the Cowboys starting lineup. Can't wait. Garrett Gilbert. SMU, Rico Dowdle, Football's South back, everybody, and it's yeah. Terrence, John McEwen, Terrence Michigan. Steele. Yeah, I, I hope it happens. I want to see that. I actually want to see that. That would be awesome. All well, right, at least get... they might get. Well, never mind, because Jason Gary is not here anymore. Who knows how Mike McCarthy? I was gonna say at training camp, like you know, beach day, movie night, <laughs> <laughs> bowling what are you night. Talking about we got watermelon king over here. We'll be throwing watermelons That's... around, smashing them. I mean, and McCarthy, I know COVID was part of it, but he was pretty good about, you know, giving them yeah. separating life from football. I'm sure he'll come up with something. Hey, I heard a story the other day about Jimmy Johnson, and I'll say this because Jimmy Johnson, everybody loves Jimmy. I mean, that was when the Cowboys were winning. That was the toughest, all that. Jimmy Johnson, every single season, I don't know about the Cowboys, but when he was at Miami, when he was at college, he took his team one day to the beach or to the pool 
and and just when they felt like they really needed it, you mm-hmm. know. So I think coaches have a sense of doing that. But I don't know if the beach for the Cowboys yeah. was was the thing, you know, all the time. It got to the point where you know you were like you were trying to surprise them, but it's like. There's nine buses out there that are running, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't know. And, uh, we're going somewhere. Yeah, the, the the lifts aren't even up in the air. You yeah. know, those Garrett used to I mean, always like, think he was going to catch those guys off guard. And just like, <laughs> bro, you remember? You the know day? how hard it is to move a 90 man roster anywhere? Like, people are going to know. You remember yeah. the day? I think we were all here. I think uh, 15, maybe. You remember the day when when they were going to leave uh, camp practice? early? One day early. Yes. And it was the biggest, like, you're going to get fired if you tell anyone. Everyone was like the worst kept secret because the time they they said, guys, we're actually going to go to the airport and we're going to leave. It told the whole team. And the team was like, Woo. Yeah. <laughs> remember, yeah. Everybody was like, everybody knew. You can't, everybody, at that point, everybody knew. You can't tell anyone as we're packing our suitcases yeah. in plain sight. Yeah. yeah. yeah Brad but, Sham, I think, didn't know. I think it was Brad Sham. I think so Brad was over there like, Whoa. Yeah, he, Brad was a little mad. Yeah. yeah. He was a little mad, but he, he, he got over it. All right. I do want to try to get to two more questions here before we end the show. The first of those questions is the position battle you're most intrigued to watch this training camp, and then I want you to predict how you think it's going to play out. Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, oh. how could it be anywhere but the defensive side of the ball? I mean, take your pick. Like, <laughs> Give me one. Okay, all Don't right. take everybody. I just, Give me one. I just, <laughs> oh, I, mine's on offense. So. Okay, good. All right. Um, all right. I, th- uh, I mean, it's really all of them, but I I'll just stick true to my brand. And, I mean, safety, I guess. Just Kazee. Oh, Jaron Curse, what's his role in that whole thing? I I feel good that Donovan Wilson will have one of the starting spots, but I don't think it's a guarantee. And then you know, throw Mukwamu. Don't forget about Darian Thompson. Yeah, there's just I don't I don't know what that's going to look like. So predict the outcome. Um, Donovan Wilson and Demonte Kazee. I mean, if he's healthy enough to be doing what he's doing right now, then that bodes well. Amber. I don't know. Well, I've been intrigued this whole whole offseason about the linebacker position, and we talked about it. And I don't know how much of an actual position battle, because I think that you got your guys who are mm-hmm. pretty set, and you know, okay, these are the guys who's, who are expected to be. But it does bring me a lot of curiosity as to what would happen a couple of weeks into the season and how those guys are actually playing and if whether or not, okay, do you take out now Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith and put in some of these guys in as starters and, and change that up? I mean, I think that at the end of the day, all of them are going to get to play one way or another. But it does uh, – I am very curious of just how that whole – group is going to turn out level-wise. Not necessarily position battle, but just how that whole group is going to end up being. But I wouldn't make... I wouldn't put it past anyone. I don't even know if I'm using that saying right or properly, but... I wouldn't think that they will stick to Leighton and Jalen just because of who they are and their position or their contract, Jalen's contract or any of that. I think that maybe this year they've... uh, recapacitated in their head after what happened at the tackle position or whatever last year in the offensive line. I think maybe the pride goes to the side and they will make wiser choices if they see it fit and needed and someone that has earned that spot to go in rather than... Yeah, the key part to that is they're not bound to either one of those guys beyond this year. 
And so they can be a little more flexible, right, in how they evaluate and who they decide they're going to let play. In other years where they may have been like, hey, we still got another couple of years where we got to keep them from yeah. the standpoint of money. Like that may may help them make that decision to keep yeah. them in there. But they're not tied to anybody at this point, the linebacker position other than Parsons, I think. Everybody else, who knows what happens with them. Go ahead, Nick. Well, mine's the center position. I think that, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out but you know when you think about who the front runner is the front runner is a fifth round pick entering his second year he's only played a few games uh in um tyler biotish and you know i i think that he's not that he can't be that far ahead of matt farniak or even connor mcgovern and i still think there's a guy on the street that that we all know that they could they could bring back as well so in uh, Joe Looney and or any other veteran for that for that you know matter. So I, I my prediction is your starting center is not on the roster right mm. now. Okay, I safety was a bad answer. I'm not going to do the whole, but like defensive tackle is probably the position that you would have the hardest time projecting right now. Yeah, like Tristan Hill's not even practicing. Oso Digizua was drafted higher than Neville Gallimore was, which just so they clearly like him a lot. What's what's Brent Urban gonna do? I mean, future Hall of Famer Quentin Bohana's here, so yeah. I mean, who the hell knows what's gonna happen there? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, you know, I'll throw out. I thought for sure one of you guys are gonna take this, especially since Dave took two. Sorry, but the fact that nobody <laughs> mentioned cornerback, which to me is the most intriguing, because if you look at whoever you think is the best of that group. And you look at, not necessarily the worst, but let's go 5-6 on the depth chart. What's the difference between those players as far as what we know right now? That, I don't know if there's a really big delta between them, so just, I don't know how. Who am I missing? I thought it was just 1-2-3-4, and then. Wait, listen to this. you got Anthony Brown, obviously. you got Trayvon Diggs. you got Jordan Lewis. Then you get into the draft picks where you got Kelvin Joseph and you've got Nashawn Wright. Okay. You've got Rashad Robinson from last year if they're going to keep him at I mean, uh, if you're going to keep him at cornerback. I'm sorry. Reggie, Reggie Robinson. If they're going to keep him at cornerback. Um, a lot of people f- still forget. I, I kind of forget about him, but does Maurice Kennedy play into this? Like, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. They got him last year. He opted out. Maybe he's a guy that shows up at camp, and he's a veteran. Maybe he shows up at camp, and he's better than these other veterans, right? All I'm saying is there are enough guys that are kind of just in that middle area. Like, I don't know that any of them stand out to me as, oh, this guy's so much better than everybody well, else. The, the only guy that's a sure given, I mean, like, Diggs is going to make the team and, yeah. and Joseph all that, but... I mean, you mentioned you didn't even mention one cornerback that's going to make the team. C.J. Goodwin. Oh, well, I don't think of him as cornerback. I know he is by far the best special teams player on this team, maybe in the league, in my opinion. Kennedy is a corner because I think if if Kennedy could be better than Goodwin at special teams, he could. Hmm. That's how. That's why they got him. I think Goodwin is a uh, Goodwin is an ace. Yeah, this guy's this guy's really good. I think of Kennedy in the same vein as Goodwin. To be honest, I mean, can you can you keep two of those? Maybe. One of them's got to be able to play in a pinch at corner. And actually, Goodwin did it last year, if you think about it. He actually had a role in one of those games. Yeah, he was the – he was the – um, was the, was he was, I mean, he was basically – Was that the Hurts? Was it the spy? Yeah, Hertz? yeah. He was the. I was gonna say. I knew, he spied somebody. I. I hope it wasn't Lamar because it didn't work. <laughs> no, that, that didn't <laughs> work. That would a bad idea. No, it was. Yeah, yeah it, it was Hurts. It was Jalen Hurts. All right, real quick. This is how we're gonna end the show. I want you guys to tell me what is a realistic win total. For this team in 2021, eight. <laughs> so they didn't even go up because we got 17 games. They got a losing record what's if real, they win eight games. Real, no, what's realistic? Realistic win total. Um, um, don't look at me. I don't know, I'm just. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's realistic? I mean, with this, 
I don't know. I, I would say I think ten is realistic. I really do. I think I think I think the guys that they lost, can you be four games better than than what you had last year? Four games better. That's tough to do, but the guys that you lost and how much you lean on those three players, the quarterback and your two tackles, I think you can be four games better. They have on paper, they have one, the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Which is kind of wild, like when you look at it. It just doesn't it, that doesn't seem like it should be true, but it, it, I mean, they ran yeah. the numbers and it is. So, yeah, I look at the schedule and I'm like, that's a tough schedule, but yeah, uh, good, Amber. I know. Uh, man, there's so, sorry, I don't mean to take long, but I, I mean, yeah, I could possibly see 10, just like I could see eight. That's a safe answer. That's definitely a safe answer, safe answer. But just, Nick made a good point about the guys that they're getting back. And based on what happened last year and kind of how they played, with having those guys back in, you should be better. You, you should be able to win more games than you did last year. Uh, so... I, I have full trust that Ezekiel Elliott will be a better player this year and he will help the offense um, and make it more balanced on both in the running game and then the passing game with Dak Prescott being back in. So I would say, yeah, I'm going to copy your answer and go with something like 10. You know, and 10 and 7, it just doesn't seem – it's not as great, obviously – not as great as ten to six. No, right? ten to six, yeah. but it's ten gonna, to seven just like it's yeah. gonna yeah. take us a while to adjust to that. Yeah, just, and by the yeah. time they do the NFL, NFL is not 18. keeping this. No, it'll be eighteen. There's no way you, you, you can't keep an odd number. Nobody does this. No, nobody has odd numbers in your schedule. It'll be eighteen yeah. and two within the next few years. I'm two preseason games. Two preseason. Yeah. Um, is it cheating to just say I expect them to win the division and like the win yeah. total doesn't matter? That's cheating. That's cheating. Okay. Well, all right. But thanks for that that bonus answer. I expect them to win the division. Uh, it's it's a bad division. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Like you know, I I don't think they are an elite NFL team, but I think they're a good NFL team, and I think that the, the NFC East is the worst division in football. So you know, if Dak's worth the money and all of these guys coming back from injuries are as good as we think they are, they should be good enough to. You think it'll continue to be the worst division in football? Because I, I look across like it wasn't just the Cowboys. The Giants. The Giants no. lost their best player as well. Like it, it. I think all of these teams have a case to improve, yeah. and and I you know. Again, defense is hard to predict, and that's the strength of Washington. So Washington you know, got better on offense too. They did, um, but I, ju- I just, I don't. What am I trying to say? Yes, um, I do think it'll get better. I still yeah. think it is among, it's among the two or three worst. I mean, the AFC South looks like a, a wreck for sure. You yeah. know, um, but I think the NFC East is in that conversation. So, you know, what seven wins won the division last year? So and it's weird with the extra game, but I would guess seven or eight wins is good enough, and I think they're probably a little bit better than that if everybody's healthy. So nine and nine and eight at minimum, and then I could see them realistically maybe ten or eleven. Yeah, honestly, I I don't think I don't think eight. I don't even think nine's going to win this division this year. I think this really? division's going to be better than that. I, I think this division like it went through some like. Whenever Washington wins a division, you know there's some problems going on in the division. Like it just yeah, doesn't happen enough in the in the modern NFL. Did those problems get fixed? Like is Saquon well, Barkley good enough to make the Giants? Like, yes, he like, is. He's one of. Is he not one of the best three running backs in the NFL? He's a running back. Okay, I get that, but their offense runs through him, and so everything else that they do comes off of them being able to do special things with him. So if they don't have him, 
I think it makes a difference for them. I really I do. Just, I just don't believe in Daniel Jones, I guess. That's, yeah, I don't either. But I, but I still think Saquon can be Saquon. And if he's Saquon, I think that's going to get him a few more wins. I think Washington got better offensively. I think their defense is among one of the best in the league. So, again, I just think that overall I think the division is going to be better than it was last year. I think last year was an anomaly. By the way, that's an anomaly across the league. You don't see divisions like that that are that bad. As bad as the NFC East was last year, they don't say that bad for a long time. Like it's just like you said, it's cyclical. And it also has yeah. to do with the, the teams you're playing and, and and what's happening with those teams too? Like it's just think about it like this. Too. Like in, in 2015, it was the same thing. It was really bad. Who wants to win this? I think Washington won it. Like to your point, uh, you know, everybody was down. But then in 2016, you know, the Cowboys and the Giants were, I think, were the two two best teams. You know, then they both make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, so you know, I I think it just has a way of kind of turning this up. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be great though. I still think it's not going to be among the best divisions yeah. in the league, but I do think it's going to be around the middle, and I think yeah. that's it's going to be better than it was last year. I just but think so. I think, I think I the think team, I think the team that wins the division will be better. You know, like I don't, yeah, I don't. The think winner, not necessarily the whole division, right? I don't I think you. we're going to see a team with a losing record win this division again. But I still, you know, like you know, let's just hypothetically say the Cowboys win it at ten and seven, which is a much better record. Than the team last year, but like I don't think that means top to bottom. I just don't like. I think you know Philly's going to have to go through some stuff. I think like they just Philly's going to be the only team in my opinion that's not going to be better. I think the Cowboys will be better. I think Washington will be better, and I think uh, New York will be better. Yeah, just because they're getting players back, they're going. They have to be better than they were last year because they're getting key players back. Did they get Galladay? Yeah, Galladay. Yeah. 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 No, they're. I mean. Their offense could be, you know. And they're, they're, I, want, I want to say they got a, they picked up an offensive lineman. Is that right? Uh, like a big time offensive line, or somebody was coming back from injury. Put me on the spot. I can't remember right off. They brought back like they, but Their offensive lineman was they cut their offensive Kevin Zeitler. Was better. Yeah. Get back. But to either way, I, I do think they. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that they they're going to be better. I think the Giants will be better. How many games better? I'm not sure, but I think they'll be better. I think Washington will be better, and I think the Cowboys will be better. Um, I don't know. But I, I just, I, I still, again, I still think go, go down the list and like tell me a division that is definitively worse, and maybe the only one that we I won't know till we get there. The, well, that's also yeah. when I mean, we're working based on what we know, yeah, yeah. and I know that's going to change. But on paper, right now, maybe the AFC South, like that's, but and but the AFC South has the Titans, who have you know back to back playoff trips. Like, there's a lot to like about that team. Yeah. So I don't know, but I do think. I expect the Cowboys to win the division and get to the playoffs. I mean, I don't you know, know if it's going to happen, but that's yeah, what I, I expect. I know we're, we're up against it in time, but if you just went down, if you just went down the schedule, which is not a good thing to do because it's so early and it never plays out that way. But even if you're, even if you're just right on the fifty-fifty optimistic, and but you know, not a Homer fan or anything like that, it's hard not to say 11-12 wins. Yeah. That's the schedule, really. I mean, you're like, especially they, they the early win. part of that schedule. They should win. Yeah, yeah, they should win. But we know that sometimes they don't, and sometimes they'll sneak some of those losses into wins. So, you know, we're just saying That's, nine out of ten because of what we've seen. But the schedule kind of look. If you look at it, you could easily go to twelve. You could go to twelve and five. I I don't like to say the number for that very reason. Just be like you, you it's know, impossible yeah. to predict, but. They were in, they had a chance to win the division on the last day of the season with everything awful that happened. Yes. And every, and it was a lot of awful things. And if yeah. we are right about even half of the stuff that they're getting I'm like I'm I'm sorry. If Dak and I'm King Dak lover, if Dak's that good, they should win the division if he's healthy. Cuz the division's not that strong. By the way, give me one of those tackles and Dak 
I think they're they're a playoff contender. They are, you know, they, they can be a really really good team. And that's a I think it's a completely realistic expectation. I don't think it's realistic. They could win the Super Bowl. I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> yeah. I think well, it's realistic that they should be in the tournament if all these players are worth what we think And if you get are. there, who knows what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. You, to me, what realistic is, is that you can definitely argue both ways. I mean, you can easily see both ways playing out. Every year, I feel like, regardless of what happened the previous season, you come back with higher expectations, or newer expectations, and again, you come back with excitement. But as we've seen in the past... Sometimes it doesn't matter who the opponent is whatsoever. It does not matter who you are playing. The Cowboys sometimes end up just biting themselves in the butt and making their own mistakes, and then you end up losing a game that could have easily be won by the Cowboys, but they didn't because why? They're doing dumb stuff. Yeah. And and that's the thing that you you know what you can where they can be with the players that they have. You know that, man, this could be a really good team, but then you see certain things, how they play out, and it just it doesn't matter who who's in the schedule, and it ends up being not turning out as good as it should be. So I think that it could go either way. I just, you just don't know. I know I say it all the time, but I just love watching you just adapt to the misery that is being a, <laughs> being a fan of something. Like, that's how it, it goes. It's not fun. It's, it's fun 5% of the time. Well, that that's those, those one, those anomaly years when your team gets all the way to a championship. Like, that's when it actually, you can sit back and just be like, man, it's good to be a fan today. But that doesn't happen <laughs> very often. Now you're just and you have to wait Cowboy sometimes. Fans. You have to wait sometimes. And it happens in, in any fan. By the way, no matter what team you're a fan of, you're probably going to go through those periods where it's going to seem like forever since you've been a champion. And so it's a part of it. It's just uh, a part of fandom. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. It'll be our final show before we end, before training camp. Until uh, then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!